trigger warning, this case does include rape. It does include um, women speaking about their rape experiences. So if that is something that is triggering to you, maybe tune into our next episode just to um, help make sure that you're comfortable listening to the podcast. Hey, Shriekers! I'm Elle. And I'm Erica. And And this is Shriek. Wow. Oh my god, Elle, can you believe this is our first podcast? Look at us. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to everyone who's here. All of here. our two listeners. I All believe. two of you. All so two excited. of you. <laughs> well, we honestly haven't even started because we thought that this was going to be way harder than it actually was. was. And not the fact that we're also very obnoxious and loud and oh. ear-piercing. And very ear-piercing. Honestly, headphone warning from now on. Just know, get ready for some loud laughs. Yes. Quick disclaimer. <laughs> Quick disclaimer. We honestly, there's going to be some cussing in here. We're going to have, you know, the nice inappropriate humor. All the fun stuff, really. I mean. I'm... Headphone warning for sure. <laughs> We're going to take it calm this first time. But... We'll take it easy on you guys this first time. This first time. So, me and Elle, we met back all the way in high school. Can you believe that? Honestly, at first I was like, that wasn't that long ago. I started actually <laughs> doing the math and just, just know. The rest of the day you'll just find me, you know, in my bed under the covers or something. Cause yeah. Don't bring that back up. It was eight years ago. Yeah, eight years ago when we first met. Um, I would have never thought we would be sitting in a closet filming a podcast eight years ago. <laughs> Look at us today. <laughs> we are actually located in the Pacific Northwest. And we just had our very first very depressing snowfall seven entire inches and like like i didn't expect anything less from 2020 to be completely honest I mean, at this point technically this point, it did snow earlier last year but i'm hoping that it just continues to not snow what i really like about this snow is that it is during the spooky season and i couldn't have asked for a better month for this amazing snow to come on Ew, um, <laughs> don't say that though. It smells gross. But you can't tell me it was not the perfect time to start this podcast, since of course we're going to be talking about true crime, paranormal. We're talking about conspiracies, corruption, and everything that gets you on the edge of your seat. Speaking of which, Erica, on being on the edge of your seat, you are not going to believe the case that we're going to talk about today. Mm, okay, what do you got for me? We are going to talk about Dr. Schneeberger. Okay, that's a last name. Yeah, that's a last name and a half, honestly. That's, a, that's something. Okay, let's hear about him. What do you do? A last name with a side of fries. Not even going to lie. Okay. <laughs> honestly, this this crime is it's honestly a truly insane scandal with a doctor who handles the situation even crazier than you think he could. Interesting. How far would you go to avoid being convicted of a crime? I don't know. Pretty far. Yeah. Let me let you know how far Dr. Schneeberger okay, went with this. I want to hear it. He was born in 1961. And I apologize if I butcher this location just to start with, but I believe it's Lusaka, Zambia, which is located in South Africa. Okay. Interesting. So I couldn't find the exact date he was born on. A source said January 1st, but obviously I'm not sure how accurate that is. Truthfully, he doesn't even earn the respect of us talking about him in general. 
So we'll just leave it at that. This guy, he actually received his medical degree from the Stellenbosch University, which is located in South Africa. After that, he moved to Canada in actually 1987 Mm -hmm. to pursue a job in the medical field. He actually had his medical degree, so it was fitting. He ended up starting at the Kipling Medical Center. Um, While living in the town of Kipling, he actually met his future wife. They got married. In 1991, they actually welcomed um, two daughters into their home, but his now wife, Lisa Dillman, she actually had two children from a previous marriage, a son and a daughter. So, big family, you know, family of like six at this point. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, John, and I refuse to call him Dr. Schneeberger because he does not deserve that title anymore. Mm, Okay, I'm excited to hear why. Exactly, exactly. So, so, he welcomed her and her two, you know, her two children with open arms. Um, He also received his Canadian citizenship, so he was actually officially a Canadian resident. Resident? In 1993. (laughs) Boy, I bet they regret that one. Okay, okay. Sounds very sinister. I'm excited to hear what happens. Well, get this. In 1992, before he was even approved for his citizenship, he was actually practicing medicine at the Kipling Medical Center. Okay. So, this is the night of none other than October 31st of 1992. Spooky. I know. Honestly, the spookiest time of the year. On Halloween night of 1992, Candace, who is a 23-year-old, will actually call her Candy because that's what she prefers. Um, she went to go visit her girlfriend, and this is because she got in a fight with her boyfriend um, after a shift at her job, which she worked at a gas station. This was a pretty big argument. Um, All been there. Exactly. It was a pretty big argument. They um, got in this huge blown-out fight. She actually drove to her girlfriend's job so that she could... Um, basically chat with her you know tell her all the all the deets all the juicy Mm -hmm. gossip you want to know well her girlfriend worked at none other than you guessed it kipling memorial hospital Mm, i wonder who else works there exactly well her girlfriend wasn't there she didn't have a shift she wasn't working and because she had walked in she was so worked up and so upset about her fight with her boyfriend a nurse actually suggested that candy see a doctor and you guessed it, her doctor is Dr. Schneeberger. Mm. He actually delivered her baby. And I just, the amount of comfortness you have to have with someone for, in order for them to deliver your baby. Yeah, they obviously have met. You gotta be close to them at that point, honestly. Yeah, um, of course you trust them. Well, what does he recommend to her to basically just help her calm her down? He suggested a sedative. Just because she was... Worked upset. up. Yeah, worked up. Exactly. Um, Candy actually had stated, quote, I told him I was so mad at Danny, which is her boyfriend, okay. that I felt like killing him. Ooh. Okay. I mean, I okay. can somewhat understand. Let's be real. Every man in our life has made us feel that way. <laughs> at least once. At least At least once. once. And exactly. I can kind of understand where the doctor's coming from to be a little, like, curious about the situation but to give a sedative that seems over overreacting it was a very big overreaction um considering she literally was just there for her friend anyway she wasn't even supposed to be there in general of course so he actually ended up administering her a shot and almost instantly she went numb 
she remembers being slightly um, conscious and she wasn't even sure exactly what was going on. She just knows that she felt like a sensation of her clothes being removed oh my goodness. and that she kind of felt, um, and this is the tr- where the trigger warning comes into play. She remembers feeling this, this sensation of almost pressure of being raped. She didn't feel the actual essence of it. It was just almost the sensation of it. Yeah. You know, like when you're, oh get, when you're under at the dentist, you don't necessarily feel them pulling out your tooth, but you can feel the pressure. That's kind of the way that she describes it. Well, this is, this all occurs. She actually comes to, and she's alone in the doctor's room. She was scared. She ended up grabbing a bag from the room that she was in and placed her underwear in them. Wow. That's because impressive of, to think immediately to do. I would never probably think about that. Of course, of course. I like, mean, like, being into true crime, maybe, but as just a normal person, I would never think that. A boss-ass bitch alert. I'm just going to say that from now, because obviously that's something that you have to be aware of what happened and aware of how to handle the situation. So I honestly give her so much props to this day. She, so she ends up being um, very, very dizzy as she's trying to leave. The nurses actually stopped her um, and suggested that she stayed overnight. Wow. They actually didn't even bring up a single thing about the sexual assault that just had, that had just occurred. Did she say anything about it to the nurses? So she ends up just going to sleep that night. When she wakes up, she actually confronts Dr. Schneeberger at the time. So she's still in the hospital? So she's still at the hospital. She wakes up. And she asks him um, about the drug that he gave her. And do you want to know what he responded? Yes. Quote, why did it give you wild dreams? Mmm, gross. Ew. Literally point blank period. Ew. Very ew. Very ew. Okay, interesting. That's when Candy knew she was going to have a hard time taking him down. Candy ended up going home. She told her mom and her dad exactly about what had happened and they they instantly knew something was wrong. You know, parents know best. Mm-hmm. They actually took her two hours away to Regina for a rape kit. There, they found semen on her underwear and her pants. And they also did a vaginal swab and received semen from that as well. Thank goodness. Interesting. Okay. So, also, she did take a blood test because, obviously, he, he sedated her, so she wanted to know what it was. Yeah. And she tested positive for the sedative Versed. Okay. Do you know what that is exactly? So, it says it's a sedative. When I Googled it, it literally says, quote, can cause paranoid or suicidal ideation okay. and impair memory, judgment, and coordination. Okay. And it doesn't say anything specifically, probably, about dreams. It didn't say anything specific about dreams, but it does say the fact that it does impair your memory. So I'm sure if she was probably dosed properly, she probably wouldn't have remembered the entire thing. Yeah, remember. Yeah, exactly what happened. So she ends up formally accusing the doctor. And actually, many of the residents of Kipling said that Candy was lying. He was Mm. supposedly a respected member of society. Okay, like, rapists are just going to walk around with the word rapist on their shirt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's clearly... You know, we don't typically know. Although sometimes. Oh, sometimes honestly, there's some creepy-ass people. Creepy-ass people. But I can kind of understand that. There's someone everyone looks up to. It's a little harder to believe it. Of course. I mean, come on. He's Just because he's never been accused of it before yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that anything. he can't do it, of course. 
Um, the town actually thought that Candy either liked him or wanted to be paid out in some way. She had a positive semen test on a briefcase. How can you even suggest that someone's lying about something like that? Yeah, I mean, technically, unless she had sex with someone else, but... Clearly, this was 1990, so it wasn't the most popular time to be shouting about sexual assault and yeah, pointing it out. You wouldn't so. want to, like, put yourself out there in that way, especially back then. I mean, like, it's hard It's hard enough these days in the 2000s, so, you know, the 21st century, like, I couldn't even imagine how difficult it would have been Yeah, 30 years ago. No, I completely agree. So, this doctor, um, Schneeberger, he was actually willing to give a DNA test. Like, cool, it's time to get caught. Right? Right. <laughs> no. No. Um, it actually didn't fucking match the DNA on the rape kit. Okay. Candy was devastated. Yeah. She really wondered, like, how could, how could this be? That doesn't make huh. any sense. Well, this motherfucker, he got away with it for seven years. Seven years he got away with this with this sexual assault and drugging of a human being. Um, people of the town, they, so they were just trying to drop it at this point. You know, he tested, yeah. it was negative, whatever, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Um, Candy was not about to let this go. She actually accused someone of tampering with the DNA sample that he gave. Okay. And just one year after the first test, he actually agreed to a second test. Huh. Okay. So this time, an RN and the police witnessed the blood extraction. The sample was actually taken to police headquarters. So there was no, you know, like this thing was carefully watched. They took care of the sample like it was gold. Okay. And where are they taking the blood sample from? So they ended up, they were taking it from his arm, just like the blood, it's like a, like a blood withdrawal, a left, yeah, his okay. left arm. And it still didn't match. Okay, and then, I mean, there were outside people watching this then? At, no, the police were literally watching this. Like, wow. this was completely monitored the entire time. It would be insane for this to be happening, for him to be guilty of it and this to be happening. That is insane. And it's, it's hard, hard to believe. because, you know, you hear the drugs make you forget memory. Is it something that she imagined? Of course, of course, you have to think about that. But poor Candy, she honestly, at this point, she was feeling devastated. Like, she needed to just give up. Honestly, it, truly, it probably would have been easier. Oh, yeah. And I would so, most people. Of course, in 1994, that's actually exactly what happened. The police had closed the case um, against the beloved doctor. Honestly, it, it, completely heartbreaking. You know that if Candy has an inkling about this, you know, she's... If she's even suspicious of some sort of activity like this, it should be taken seriously. It's crazy to, to see the DNA not match in any way. But you obviously can't make the DNA match, no matter how hard you want this to be true. Yeah. Well, of course, Candy, being the badass bitch that she was, she was not subscribing to all of the hate that she was receiving by the town. She actually hired a private investigator. This motherfucker (laughs) breaks into John's car. Oh my goodness. And he stole a strand of hair that was on his dashboard. But after looking a little bit closer at it, you can see that it is rootless. There's no oh, root on it. No. So there's no way. car to get nothing. <laughs> to get nothing, basically. That's terrible. He goes to leave to shut the door, and he finds a chapstick in the center console. Okay. So he snatches them, obviously. He's like, snatch, snatch, takes both of them. He has forensics done on the chapstick, where they take off um, 
lip cells to try yeah. to get a DNA. And this is a private investigator? This said? is a private investigator at this point, yes, because obviously the case is closed. Okay. And they test the lip cells off of the chapstick, and it freaking matches Are the you rape kidding kit. kidding me? It matches the rape kit. Wow. So, okay, so now two things pop into my brain immediately. Okay. What the fuck? No, literally, what the fuck? How? I mean, they said he... people watched him give a blood test. People how watched him. How could he have faked that? No, it doesn't make any sense, clearly. How do you get away with the DNA's not matching? Like, you're you're getting blood from his arm, you're taking lip cells off of a chapstick, and they're two completely different that DNAs. That makes no sense. How, how is your blood DNA and your lip cell DNA not the same? Of course, of course. And then, obviously... This chapstick was taken without consent, okay. no search warrant, so it's completely admissible in court. They're yeah, not going to talk not about it. Do anything with it? No, then, of course I not. Mean, There's no actual proof that the chapstick actually belonged to John. Um, I mean, obviously, it would be a huge coincidence if it just, just like so happened. Member. Exactly, it just so happened that, that happened to be driving the rapist car. used her chapstick that day. Like, um, she had actually stated that the last consensual sex that she had was two weeks prior to this altercation so no sort of sperm cells and semen cells could have lived that long so yeah clearly you know the dna that she has would prove that she was raped so finding this this dna off of this chapstick is a huge indicator that either john or somebody that rides in his car is guilty of this crime yeah and i mean again what are the odds after accusing him as his best friend that just of so happened to ride in the car with him, like <laughs> you know, unlikely. clearly that would that would that would not occur. Of course. So of course. I, I mean, how did how did she continue then? Clearly, because the two different the two tests differed. Um, Candy then went through her local medical society and she actually pressed charges again against the doctor. Okay. Um, well, in November, actually November twentieth of nineteen ninety six. This is actually over four years after the assault and the initial blood draw for the DNA. Ten days after I was born. Ten whole days after Entire you days. came from the womb. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, totally fine. Um, so the doctor actually had underwent a third DNA test. This time, it was recorded by the police and performed at their forensic right. lab. The technician actually um, was the person performing the blood draw. She wanted to take blood from his finger, and he politely declined Okay, why? He says, saying he has a disease okay. that will cause his hand to bruise. Uh, to bruise? To bruise. Obviously. Oh my god, it's the end of the world. I have a bruise. How can we even survive something this detrimental? Interesting. Very suspicious. It was a voluntary test, so they could not force him to do anything. Wow. They take the blood from his left arm, yet again, and nothing comes out nothing she sticks a needle in his arm and clicks the tube in and nothing comes out i i mean how the doctor actually um not the doctor the technician she actually had said that quote his vein was much larger than i had expected which was unusual so you'd expect more blood not zero blood is it even is it even possible to have zero blood come out of you? Clearly, if you were to stick a needle in any part of your part of your body, there is going to be blood I mean, secretion. Is he dead? Well, we're gonna get right into that, probably inside at least. 
I mean. <laughs> eventually, okay, eventually she's, she's poking him, she's moving it around, she uses another tube, and she gets a sample. The technician was literally shocked by this. According to her, quote, the blood doesn't look really kind of fresh. I don't know. Ew. Huh. Ew. Imagine looking at a tube of blood and thinking it doesn't look fresh. It came straight from his body. Straight from his vein. And it doesn't look fresh. And it doesn't look fresh. That does not make any sense. What the hell is going on? The sample was too degraded for testing. You're kidding. How freaking frustrating. I mean, suspicious alarms everywhere. Everywhere. How are you Bar- immediately like, what the f- is going on in your arm right now? Bells are ringing. Well, like I said, it's a voluntary test, so they can't make him do anything, and they can't make him do anything again, especially. I mean, all right. They have this positive test with the chapstick, but the blood isn't matching. So I just couldn't even imagine how frustrated Candy is at this point. No, I mean... Especially after seeing the third test, clearly something's up. Something's up with all of that information there. Like, it's just, there's no way that that's an actual blood test. Well, um, Candy actually got her saving grace on April 25th of 1997. This was five years after the assault. Oh, no. John Schneeberger's stepdaughter actually claimed that John had assaulted her as well. (gasps) No. Yes, of course. Honestly, this is the worst when it involves children. She would. She actually stated that for several years he had been going into her room at night and injecting her. No. Giving her injections and making her paralyzed. Actually, his wife, Lisa, was the one who found a box in his office. Oh, my goodness. Of course, when you open it, what's inside? Condoms, needles... And versed. That is disgusting. Bone fucking chilling, dude. Honestly, no. you couldn't even convince me. Everywhere. Of course. That's disgusting. Of course, chills. Literally chills all over my body. That it's, is so sad. It is insane. It's something you can't even you can't even think about. Um, I mean, honestly, with Lisa at the trial, she was really sitting there the whole time gawking at Candy. Oh my god. Giving and Lisa her being John's wife wife. yeah exactly she was giving her dirty looks um I mean obviously if you told me my significant other was accused of things like this and had DNA tests that and it was negative negative it'd be very hard I mean even without the DNA test it's hard to believe someone you love could do something like that of course but no I mean I understand it to a point but that's just so sad of course Uh, Lisa um Lisa during the trial, like I said, was was gawking at Candy the whole time. Candy actually remembers um, thinking, quote, if you don't be careful, this is going to happen to your children. Chills. 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 Lisa says, quote, I blame myself. I still blame myself. And truly, like I said, if you were to be standing by your significant other side, not thinking that this is something that they could be yeah. possible of doing. And it's so hard because the DNA evidence, people watched blood come out of his arm, and I, I still exactly. can't understand how the hell this happened. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, I, I mean, I would have no doubt but to stand by his side at that point if I were her. Exactly. I, I mean, at this point, they had been married for three years now, so to think that your husband would never be capable of doing something like this, um, they... Actually, um, with, with this information that came to light about her stepdaughter, John was actually arrested and he underwent, he underwent 
none other than a fourth DNA test. Oh my god. Again, this time was recorded, but this is the third time it's been recorded, so I I am holding my actual breath for candy at this point. The police, they were not playing around. They took hair samples, saliva samples, and, you guessed it, blood samples. Okay, good. This time, it was taken from his finger and not his left arm as he has so requested. And did he bruise? Every time. (laughs) We'll have to give him a call and honestly ask him if he out. bruised. How bad was the bruising Yeah, how was your bruising on I your hand, buddy? Because, yeah, this time it was not voluntary. You are being committed of a crime against a child. The most hor- horrendous crime that I can ever possibly think of, honestly. Um, and so, no, he didn't get an option. He didn't get a chance this time. But, um, so actually, the sample that they had taken from him, um, I mean, as no one should be surprised, all three matched the rape kit DNA. Oh my goodness. So, wh- I mean, what the hell then? No. I, at he... this point, I'm I'm rejoicing for Candy. I mean, how torturous, you know, taking this long. To Not prove only it. did she suffer, but apparently his daughter suffered as, as well the whole time. And she knew. Like, she knew that this was going that on. Happened, yeah. She was trying for so long to fight this. I mean, at this point... And she literally didn't stop at all. Like, she... She's been doing every single thing she can. Everything she can. At this point, it's been six years. Or, I excuse me, it's been five years since the initial assault. So she's been trying for that long to get this guy behind bars. And Yeah, so I can only imagine her relief to just be like... Oh, of course, of course. Finally. Finally, exactly. And, um, of course, what you're wondering... Uh, so I'm, badly. I know what everyone is wondering. How, How did he the do that? fuck did he cheat? Not only one, but two different DNA tests. It was actually on the stand where John would reveal how he pulled this off. Okay. Um, well, it was November of 1999 when the trial had begun. He was actually being accused for the rape of not only Candy, but his own stepdaughter. This bitch sat on the stand and stated how he inserted a tube surgically into his left arm just under the skin oh my god it was filled with the blood from one of his patients Ew. that has existed and that's exactly why he insisted the test be drawn from his left arm only okay and he always did voluntary so they had Every to do time. it of oh course my god. of course no he I mean, had that's that's interesting it's conniving interesting. oh no it's honestly it's so it's sickening truthfully um, it's, what's crazy actually is in the third test, the one that, the very first one that was recorded, um, you can literally see him only pulling his sleeve up to a certain point of his arm, like a certain point. He doesn't pull it past. Uh-huh. And at one second, literally one second of the entire video, you can actually see this giant protruding bump on his inner elbow on his left arm it literally looks so fake i'm gonna i'm gonna get that posted on our instagram so you guys are able to see as well how that looked because i cannot believe that he got away with this the way that that looked i mean that's wild how did no one catch on i don't i would have never i didn't think about that at any point because um that third test was four fucking years ago um and two tests later there was no good blood left in his arm. It was literally old, dark blood. 
which explains why it was too degraded to so dust. he's literally had that tube in his arm that whole time for four years dude he had oh this tube God. inserted into his That's arm isn't that sick bizarre how far would you go right i mean geez. i bet it's not further than dr schneeberger over I, here i mean technically i could never do it if in a if I even wanted to. But. Of course, of course. Honestly, that's the most mind-boggling thing I have ever heard of. Um, this little poor excuse of a man was sticking to his innocence. He even goes as far as to say that Candy actually had broken into his home and stole a used condom. Okay. And used that to frame him. He says he stole the patient's blood because there was no other way of protecting himself. He said that in court... What a dumb I mean, bitch. <laughs> I cannot imagine the doctors looking at you and just being like, "No." Like, okay, I mean, you've you've got caught. You've you've gone on for this long. <laughs> Give Pat it yourself up. on the back, like. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> you you fooled us once, honestly. Fooled us twice. Fooled us twice, but you're not gonna fool us a third time. Obviously, Candy, she was so strong-willed. She actually fought for what she knew was right. From day one. I know. I mean, I could not imagine after the first DNA test coming back negative. Being so defeated. That'd be so hard yeah. to even continue to fight. Because you're like, of okay, what can I, how can I prove it then? How like, can I prove it? Well, okay, this girl, not after, you know, all the work that she's already put in. Yeah. She got on the stand and she actually showed his lawyer who's boss. She was determined to put him behind bars the entire time. Like, I would start imagine. Um, the lead investigator of the case, his name was Sergeant Bill Hanstrup. He says, quote, this would be right up at the top as being the most bizarre and most involved in involving old forensics evidence here of any case that I have ever had. Oh, easily. It was shocking. Even the most seasoned of detectives, I couldn't even imagine just a normal judge hearing this. I mean, <laughs> thank, I'm shocked. Thank goodness John was formally found um, guilty of sexually assaulting Candy, as well as drugging her and obstructing justice for the tube. He was also convicted of assaulting his stepdaughter. Um, thank goodness that's all oh, completely easy. justice there. Yes. He was sentenced to only six fucking years. You're kidding me. Can you even believe that? It took her nearly that long to get him convicted and now he or she now he it, here he is spending less than that in jail. in jail six years i mean this involved a child like that alone should be way more than six that years should be way more than six years i feel like there's evidence that there was two different people like it's not like it's gonna stop i mean you have to think that this can't be the first time he did this can't it. be his first victim he of was course so not calculated cold i mean there's no way there's especially no way. once he already has that tube in him and he thinks if i get caught again i already have my i already have the tube I mean, there's Ugh. no way this Sick. wasn't his first it was cold and it was calculated and there's no way there's no way there's no way at all he was actually denied parole thank goodness um candy was ecstatic when she got the news that, that he was denied his second attempt at parole she actually said quote i won again Oh, that's so cute. Honestly, bad bitch alert again. This was, okay, so this was early 90s, of course, so when DNA had just became a thing. But it took her seven years to be able to go to sleep at night, knowing that he wasn't hurting someone else. Yeah. You know, we we need to have more candies in the world. I, I mean, really, like, I could not imagine all of that time in continuously fighting. If this was his only victim besides his stepdaughter, both her 
and Candy were remarkably strong and just completely admirable to their strength of being able to accuse him and not not stop until and he, not they got like justice. scared and exactly i mean honestly stood on the stand and looked him right in his eyes and sentenced him to what he deserved to be sentenced to if not more oh easily more it, i'm so shocked it was only a hundred percent more honestly it's it's so offensive it truly is i mean our justice system for you that's what it is I definitely am going to be posting pictures of not only Candy, the amazing survivor of this situation, but also this poor excuse of a man, John Schneeberger. If you want to find that, you can actually follow us on Instagram at Shriek the Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Shriek the Podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and follow us where you listen to podcasts at Shriek exclamation point. And send us an email. Tell us some suggestions. Tell us some scary stories. Yeah, let us know what you want. If you guys have any personal stories, we'd love to look into it. That's going to be at shriekthepodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope to have you listen again. Yes, if you guys like us again, review us. Um, We love any feedback. Let us know how you like this first podcast. And always remember, when in doubt, shriek shriek it out. out. See you next time. Bye, you guys.